Hey everyone, welcome to episode 7 of the Generation GC podcast, talking about the outfield with Kate Kunzman from 18th and Addison. Kate and I have a really fun conversation coming up for you, but before we get into that, I just wanted to share a few things because this episode was recorded back in March. First, thank you to everyone who's continued to support the show, whether you are donating on Anchor or whether you're just interacting on social media. It is so much fun for me to talk to people about the podcast and to talk to people about Good Charlotte. I love talking about the band, whether it's in an official capacity on the show or just chatting. And I love hearing what you guys think of the podcast. So please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out. It's Generation GC Pod POD on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also send me an email, generationgcpod at gmail.com. I am always looking for new guests for the show, so if you have any idea of people you might like to hear on this show, or if you yourself would be interested in coming on to talk about your favorite Good Charlotte song, you know, please, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, um, Overcast, or any other apps that, you know, scan Apple. The podcast is also now available on YouTube. This should reach people in a whole lot of different countries, but if you have any other suggestions of where people might want to hear this podcast, let me know, and I'll see, see what I can do. If you like this show and you want to support it, you can donate on Anchor. You absolutely do not have to do this, but if you do choose to support Generation GC, please know that this does help sustain all future episodes, and it helps me ensure that they are the best that they can be, making sure that I can, you know, have things like the right software and equipment, you know, good microphones, headphones, and things like that. I am working on the audio quality and editing, definitely been a big learning process, but I'm hoping to continue improving. Your support for the show also helps me do things like print stickers. If you support the show, please email me or send me a DM with a screenshot of your support as well as your mailing address so I can make sure you get some stickers. If you are not a supporter of the show on Anchor, but you still wanted to get some stickers, let me know. Um, You could Venmo me like a dollar to cover the shipping and printing costs of the sticker itself and just send me your address so I can make sure you get some stickers. Once I build up the supporters and we get to 10 people supporting a show with a $4.99 or more donation every month, I am going to start doing monthly donations to charities. I think it's really important to give back. So, you know, let me know what causes you would want to help support. I know there's a lot of people and a lot of organizations and causes that could really use help right now. Thank you for sticking with me, sticking with the show. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider and rate and review it. And please share it with a friend. I want to hear from you guys. Please stay in touch. Please reach out. Thanks for tuning in. And now on to episode seven of Generation GC. Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Generation GC podcast. My guest today is Kate Kunzman. She is one half of the duo 18th and Addison from New Jersey. Like hey, I am. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last week we talked about 1979 from cardiology. We also got a little mini episode, our first bonus episode in between. Next week we're going to talk about a song from Generation RX. Kate, hello. Hi. I'm so happy we're doing this. 
Oh, I'm so excited. I, I'm so excited to have so many people to talk to Good Charlotte about. Yeah, well, they, regardless of who thinks they were or not, they are definitely a staple in a lot of people's lives as mm-hmm. musicians or non-musicians either way. So yeah, you can't, you can't deny Good Charlotte. <laughs> no, you really can't. So we are talking today about The Outfield, which is track nine mm-hmm. on their sixth studio album, Youth Authority. It was not a single, so the first time you heard it was when the album came out. And Youth Authority, of course, was their first album post-hiatus, once they had reunited. But, you know, they've played this song live a bunch, and I think it captures a lot of what's special about Good Charlotte. For sure. So, Kate, so Emily Burke at Waldman Management uh, connected us. I had reached out to both her and Scott about this podcast. And I said, Hey, you know, do any artists that you work with or any of your artists, good Charlotte fans. And Emily said <laughs> that you had a long history with good Charlotte. So I do, yeah. <laughs> we were in touch and I asked which songs from youth authority that you'd want to talk about. And you said the outfield. So why, why did you pick this song? Um, I thought it was a standout track on the record. I mean, the whole record as a whole, um, I thought it was a really good comeback record. I mean, yeah. if, if you were, if you were awaiting a good Charlotte reunion or, you know, revival. Oh, I was waiting for term, it. <laughs> I was dying for it. Oh um, my God. This was definitely not disappointing um, by any means. I know, I know like right before this, they were struggling a little bit to kind of like find that sound that they kind of always had or like that connection. Yeah. Um, but when I heard this record, both my husband and I, Tom, the other half of the band, we fell in love with it. Um, but the outfit in particular, I don't know. I just connected to it very well. Um, I, I, I think Benji sings a lot of it, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, I believe he does too. Yeah, and I, I, I'm a huge Benji fan of oh, yeah. you know, all his songs that he sings. I think he's a great singer. You know, as a longtime Gatrella fan, you can kind of always tell when one of them, yeah. you know, when they switch it up or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot about this song that I just I fell in love with right away. Yeah. Now, this this – I think, I mean, really probably since this album came out, like, if anyone <clears throat> asks me, like, what are my favorite songs, like, my three favorite songs, and if you've asked me that any time in the past, I guess, like, three, four years since this album came out, you know, I would say The Outfield by Good Charlotte, and I would mention, you know, I'd, pr- I'd probably say The Outfield by Good Charlotte, Anna Sun by Walk the Moon, and The Bridge by Pentimento. Nice. And- this, yeah, and this, to me, it's captures, I mean, like I said in the intro, it captures a lot of what I think was so exciting about Good Charlotte at that time. Um, and we're going to obviously dive so much more into uh, the outfield and the reunion and this album, but I want to know more about this long history with Good Charlotte, Kate. <laughs> when did you first hear them, and what was like your first thought on Good Charlotte? Um, I want to say probably 2003 was okay. when I first listened. Um, I'm 28 now. So me too, me too. I, okay. was, I was maybe 11. I don't know. And um, I remember my dad, like, I don't even know when I first heard of them. I probably, I don't know, I probably heard of them through, like, other bands. I mean, I was into, like, Green Day, Some 41. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, Simple Plan at the time was yep. obviously around at the same time. Uh, so I'm not, I can't recall the exact moment that like I found their records or found their music, but I remember the second I did, I, 
instantly fell in love with it. Um, like to the point where like I was sleeping outside of tower records, like in a space mountain, a space, you know, blanket with my dad yeah. and my yeah. best friend and waiting to get, you know, the, the meet and greet. And we were like, you know, let in and then it was a cutoff and thank God we made it in because so you got, you got the meet and greet. <laughs> yeah. We got the meet. And oh my greet. God. So when, was packed. when was this? Like what, what album? Uh, it was Chronicles. Okay. It was a, it was later, but that was definitely one of the the craziest things i've done for this band Um, i i love it (laughs) yeah i mean i mean and obviously like my dad was a a awesome dad who took me to shows thank god so he was always like front row with me when i'd go i was laid up for a while with like a a foot injury where i was in a cast and then okay you know crutches and like oh yeah at least still go to good charlotte (laughs) oh my dad my dad brought me to a good charlotte show when i was six weeks post knee surgery and i don't think i was on crutches but i i had like a big knee brace yeah we do what we gotta do to see our band (laughs) so so Um, wait did you ever see them at starland oh yeah of course i actually saw them a couple of times at starland and then same they even they even played a show um at tom's old high school (laughs) um yeah them and a couple other bands came through in tom's river yeah yeah, because I think I remember that years and years ago, hearing about this this Good Charlotte show in Tom's River, and I, like, so desperately wanted to go, but I ended up seeing them not too much later than that in Philadelphia, and that was the first yeah. time. Yeah, it was a cool time to see them, like, at that show. I, I think they only did there once, but it was, I think, right before Chronicles was coming out, so they actually played... Yeah some like newer songs that day and obviously we didn't know what they were at the time right. so it was kind of right. cool once they did come out to kind of see you know the real finished product which was cool. yeah and they're in your hometown it's even cooler so. oh yeah so you are in the band 18th and addison with your husband tom so how long has 18th and addison been a thing uh well we've been a band for six years now six um, years yeah so but tom and i have known each other for longer than that we've been yeah. together 10 years and then oh my gosh. we're in bands before that you know just in the, the scene together um so how has good charlotte influenced i mean both like you being a musician and wanting to be a musician <laughs> as well as like what you're currently doing with 18th and addison yeah i mean good charlotte was you know the the band i listened to that influenced me to want to be a guitar player and write my own songs you know yeah. like i like I said, I was laid up for a while with an injury from sports and then it turned into this long process of just needing multiple surgeries. So I had nothing else to do with my life, but like stay home and listen to music. And I asked my dad for a guitar and like guitar, it was the first band I started learning their songs to guitar and teaching myself how to play. Um, and you know, it's, their songs are just catchy. So melodically it just always stuck in my head like benji's harmonies and joel's harmonies obviously they they they're super in sync because they're brothers but i always was heavily heavily influenced by the harmonies that were on their records because it was always what i wanted to hear yeah um so i think i've brought that to 18th and addison more than anything is just like melody and just loving how tom and i can connect more melodically with you know what we put harmonies on and and making sure they lock in just as tightly as benji and joel's have over the years Obviously, they're like I said, they're brothers and they're family. We're married, so you're married, so you're family. Yeah, you know, so it, it's all definitely bled into to 18th and Addison, and and I know Tom's a fan of them as well. But 
I've definitely like I talk about them nonstop. I'm surprised yeah. I haven't driven them crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I I I obviously talk about Good Charlotte nonstop, and again, that was kind of the whole re- the whole reason for starting this podcast yeah. was like, you know what? I'm already talking about them. Let's let's talk about them a little more. Uh, yeah. So we are going to talk about your substream article in a bit, but let's let's dive into the outfield first. So okay. To me, this song is about feeling out of place, feeling your whole life like you're not fitting in, and then finally finding either that place where you belong or that thing that just makes the world kind of make sense or, or finding a person or that group of people that understands you, finally. Mm-hmm. What, right. What's your interpretation of the lyrics here? I mean, it's just that for me, honestly. Um, without even needing an explanation from the band, that's kind of what yeah. I had assumed it was about. But um, I don't know, when you're growing up, especially like Tom and I, we come from different genres of music. Um, we grew up listening to similar music, but mm-hmm. um, you know, at one point or another, you know, you start to feel a little out of place, which has obviously led us to being in the band together. We w- went through trials and tribulations with other bands and other people. Sure. Um, and not only in music, but in our, our life, in finding each other and obviously getting married and being yeah. in a relationship. Um, I personally have always felt like Tom was that person that understood me the most. And, you know, we were both very kind of misunderstood growing yeah. up, not in that like, oh, rebels, like, <laughs> you know, feel sorry for us kind of thing. But we right. just, once you find that person that truly understands you and like you can completely relate to and be honest with and open to, um, it's kind of like this overwhelming feeling. So mm-hmm. this song kind of portrays that to me. And it was cool coming from Good Charlie because obviously when your favorite band right. can literally sings put about, your, sings about yeah. something that you relate to so much. So strongly, yeah. And and can literally put them into perfect words. It's it's pretty crazy. So yeah. that's that's kind of where, where I go with it. So it's cool that they've at least you see it that way, and I'm sure the band has written about that as well. Yeah. Within it, the song. It, to me, I think I mean at this point, like before the album had come out, we'd heard life changes, 40 ounce dream, yeah, makeshift love, and life can't get much better. <clears throat> but to and, and I remember hearing life can't get much better, and I was like, all right, this is this is a good trial that's making me cry. <laughs> yeah. And then I heard this song once the album came out, and I was like, this is the good Charlotte that is making me feel like all is right in the world. Yeah, you know, it kind of strikes a chord, sort of like Hold On did, you know, you mm-hmm. com- feel completely invested in the lyrics and yeah, even the, 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 you know, how the recording came out as from a musician standpoint, like just hearing it gives you the chills still and yeah. it's, it's awesome. So I don't know if you got to watch this uh, video that I included where Benji was talking about the song, but for our listeners, <clears throat> there was like a track by track sort of video where Benji talks about the outfield and his description in that video was definitely leaning towards it being about, you know, romantic love and, mm-hmm. and being understood in that sense. But I would argue that the song can really be taken in a lot of ways other than that. And in addition to that, mm-hmm. um, I don't I know. What, yeah. I was, I was going to ask, like, do you, what do you feel it is? No, I, I, I think it, I can honestly, I can obviously see why he would say it's more romantic. Right. Um, 
based off of like the lyrics alone, which I know you included in your note, yes, an email to me just so we can go through them. But uh, it's it can also be towards anybody, like if you're a friendship, anything. I mean, mm-hmm. it looks like it's really just about him wanting to reconnect, or even just you can take it that way as you know, far as reconnecting with somebody that maybe you were always meant to get back in touch with. It could be again love it could just it could be like I was explaining with Tom just finding that person that you connect with more than you ever have so I could see why it it could be portrayed romantically just but based off the lyrics but you can definitely portray it anyway yeah I I feel like it's I mean there's so many things that like I can think of that you know you you could relate to this song but and and other songs on this album too uh you mm-hmm. know life changes life can't get much better moving on on this album too mm-hmm. but i i i would argue that in a way this song almost feels like it's the band talking to their fans yeah like for sure. like you know talking about how hey we never fit in you guys don't fit in either but it's mm-hmm. okay we understand each other you found your place well, yeah, because even good Charlotte fans, like, growing up on, like, the forums and the message boards, yep. and that was, like, a thing. Like, you guys, we all felt so connected to one another, even mm-hmm. if we were lost in translation in our own lives. So, it's, yeah. like, this band has brought people together. I mean, even, I mean, I don't speak to anybody anymore. I can't even remember any off the top of my head, but, like, years ago, you know, you meet people in line. Actually, I can think of one person. We met somebody in line at a recent Good Charlotte show that, like, we still are in contact with. She came on tour with us at one point, I so it's it. like it can it it definitely brings everybody together. And Wait, I mean, I was, also was that Sam Warren? Yeah, <laughs> Sam Sam Warren uh, is a friend of mine. She and I. So this is why it's such a small world. Sam Warren and I went to a summer camp together in like no way two thousand seven, and wow. and bonded over being good Charlotte fans. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, and then we went to see them together on the youth authority tour in 2016 in New York. And, you know, we're, we're in touch. We talk all the time. And I, I just uh, got brunch with her a couple weeks ago. Wait a second. Was it the youth authority tour that we went to? I don't remember if it was that. Cause we went, Tom and I went to a show in New York. Oh no, it was Philly that we went to. Okay. Yeah, it was Philly, but it was probably that same tour. I don't know. Sam might know better than me. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> It was, yeah, yeah it was I right know, before Generation X, so probably was this too. Yeah, Generation I know, RX. I know Sam went to a, a few shows on that tour. I, I saw them on that tour in New York with Sam, and then I saw them at Starland on that tour, right. like two or three days later, probably. Yeah. No, but she was she was definitely somebody we met online. I think we were waiting for the, the meet and greet or the VIP, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, we just connected, and then we stayed in touch over our bond over Good Charlotte, and... She ended up, like I said, doing some stuff for us on tour and we stayed in touch. So it's the same thing, you know, that, and I also think this song could, you know, definitely be something towards their families, much like the whole album. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're grown up now, they're family men, they're dads. So, you know, finding their wives could be a a thing and, you know. Totally. No, I, I, and they've, you know, both Benji and Joel are, are married to, you know, wonderful woman uh mm-hmm. and i watched you know, i watched their live stream today and it, it's i you know i feel like i'm gonna say this all the time on this show but they 
definitely don't seem to have lost kind of that, you know, connection to what what growing up was like for them. Right, yeah. This song obviously calls back to the young and the hopeless. They say we Mm -hmm. were the young and hopeless. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and it also calls back to their time growing up. But I think that's what's important about this song. And I think why I I like it so much, because it's not just like, oh, yeah, I I fell in love and like, it's so great. Or I found a place that I belong and it's so great. It's Mm -hmm. talking about why it feels so big to find that when you haven't always had that. Exactly. Yeah, they came from nothing. I mean, we know their situation with their dad yeah. um, and their mom was a superhero to them. And mm-hmm. I'm sure they've taken those things. And obviously, it's what's made them amazing fathers and family men in general. So it's it's nice that they haven't lost that. And part of the reason why I love them so much, because they are literally the most and I've only met them a couple of times, but obviously, I don't know them, know them. Right. Um, but you can just tell they're super genuine people. Um, yeah. That whole live stream, they were, you know, saying like, you know, this is how we we wrote it when we wrote it on a, so, on a so guitar. Just, <laughs> sorry to interject, but we're recording this on April 2nd uh, and literally just before Kate and I got on this call, uh, <laughs> Good Charlotte, Benji and Joel had done a live stream on Veeps where you could buy a ticket and the money was going to COVID-19 relief charities. Right. Yeah. And it, it was awesome. They played a ton of old songs. I mean, they played oh, yeah. Seasons. They played oh, my God. Um, East Coast Anthem. Um, they kind of started with the first record, made their way to Young and Hopeless. And then, you know, they, they talked a lot in between. So they kind of were like, okay, we got to. But I, I like that. Again, I, like, but... I like hearing them talk because I, I like yeah. hearing the stories. Yeah, that. And they were showing Bench had like a ton of old, like, you know, flyers and stuff from like oh, 2000 yeah. and festival stuff that they had. It was just cool seeing the stuff that they saved over the years to yeah. share with us, you know, cause they have fans of all, I mean, there's people that just found out about them on this album, you know, yeah. cycle. So it's cool for them to, to be so interested in even showing that and just being so honest and upfront about it. And the whole thing, they were like messing up on guitar and <laughs> words yeah. and it was like, <laughs> oh it was God. so cool. I didn't care. It was, no, it was, it, it felt very like relaxed and just yeah. very down to earth and humble. Just like them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to share just about why I think this song is important to me. And I've, I've definitely in, in past episodes of this podcast, you guys have heard me talk a lot about how I didn't fit in growing up and I kind of just never felt like I knew what my place was in the world. And then mm-hmm. it really wasn't until, you know, and I, I loved music. I loved Good Charlotte and and all these other bands that I found, but it really wasn't until I was in college and discovered music journalism and photography and, you know, eventually working in the industry and touring and, and starting this podcast, doing things like that, where I felt like I was a part of something and it's like okay for the yeah. first time I'm I'm feeling like I'm doing something and that's such a, a powerful feeling and I, I I feel like people who you know maybe things have kind of always worked out for could mm-hmm. could maybe take that stuff for granted like oh I'm, I'm just sure. like fit in and assimilate and I, I I'm 28 and like I'm actually pretty outgoing now like I'm I'm super comfortable mm-hmm. talking to new people and I love meeting new people. 
And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I go to a show and I'll probably run into several different people I I know. But I I still do not – I feel like I am, like, accepted and welcomed. But I I still feel like at 28, I still feel like I'm not necessarily fitting in anywhere. But I feel – but – but I feel like I do have those people that understand me. Oh, for sure. And don't let the people that act like they are, you know, fitting in or find to have a place, you know, because they have a lot of friends and yeah. support in their life. Like, don't let it fool you that they don't have something going on because usually they're hiding behind some type of insecurity, which they would probably get over if they listened to Good Charlotte. <laughs> um, right. But, but no, but yeah, I, I totally feel that. I mean, even as somebody who's, you know, been surrounded by some good friends and and I have a great family. I obviously found love early on in life and I'm very fortunate for that, but there's always moments where you feel weak or you feel alone or, you know, just disconnected from everything. I mean, it's, it's just inevitable sometimes, especially growing up. Like I've noticed the older that I get, I'm not saying I'm old by any means because I'm only 28, but like there is this fear and this anxiety that does happen just in general with life happening yeah. and things changing and change in general. Yeah. So I can completely relate to that and you know, how you relate to this song as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, I feel like one of the weirdest mis, uh, misconceptions that I had growing up was that like, okay, all I had to do was like do these things and do this and this and this. And then I would just like fit in and things would be easy from there on yeah. out. But like, nah, you know, right. <laughs> I, I yeah. still was very obsessed and I still am very obsessed, obviously, with Good Charlotte, who mm-hmm. have never been a band that I think is, like, cool. Yeah, people like to, like, judge you yeah. for, like, in Good Charlotte a lot of the time because they think of, like, their lives when they were, you know, in 11 or 12 right. and, like, how you should get over that. But they were speaking to us then and they still speak to us now. So Exactly. And I, I feel like it's starting to become if not cool like people get it you know well yeah because the think, emo nights <laughs> right yeah well it's like people people as as the people who were 12 or whatever when the young and the hopeless came out as we've kind of grown up i i feel like it's you know they're they're kind of becoming more of a oh, okay good charlotte yeah. like nice like you 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 have that band that you connect with that you mm-hmm. love. Well, uh, yeah. Not only that, but like Benji and Joel are doing so much for new bands right now that oh people don't even realize that they do. They are the reason that some of their bands are even still releasing, you know, releasing music. So yeah, they, they are so now behind the scenes and involved in the music industry that like, whether you like Good Charlotte or not, yeah. you're lucky that they exist. <laughs> well, and I don't know if you even knew this because I didn't until I, happened to you know see something on twitter but so they did this live stream on deeps and they actually created that platform no way yeah it's i wow. think it's relatively new um i read an interview where joel talked about it with uh forbes recently uh yeah they you know they wanted basically a seamless way for bands to connect with fans for different vip kind of experiences uh, mm-hmm. it, it seems like the idea was probably some integration in terms of like IRL kind of meet and greets and right. VIP packages, and I'm sure that will be a thing when that's feasible again. But yeah, yeah, 
no, it, I mean, it doesn't surprise me one bit that they did that considering they're so involved with literally everything. So yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. No, which, which I, I love that they're, you know, constantly involved with so many new artists. Mm-hmm. Me too. So Kate, do you have any specific memories or stories that you wanted to share about the outfield? Um, I mean, not really. I don't, I don't like, I mean, not like, I think you mentioned it. There's not a music video for it or right. anything. So um, I, I just know the first time I heard it was on that record, like you mentioned, because there wasn't any kind of official like release for it as a single or anything like that. I just remember, you know, the overwhelming uh, thing, like feeling that I had when I heard the song. Because again, to mention what I did, like it, I related to it instantly. Yeah. Um, and I remember Tom and I were super excited when the record came out because we were like, okay, we're a little nervous because... Yeah, oh my God, I was so <laughs> nervous for this record to come out. I was yeah. like, oh my God, is it going to be like awesome? Is it going to yeah. be like this like exciting comeback record or is it just going to be like, you know, will they have just yeah. phoned it in? But yeah, it I was feel nerve-wracking. Like this, I feel like this record has a lot of heart for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because like I said, it was a transition to... For one, them weren't playing very much anymore because of the hiatus. And then, you know, they all grew up in, you know, got families and had kids and stuff within that time period. And, uh, like, even Benji, he, like, just had a baby. So, yeah, I think, earlier this I think year, there was I think. A, Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is older than his baby. But the, the whole yeah. transition into being, you know, kind of seasoned, <laughs> seasoned musicians in that band that you're looking forward to coming back. But then, like kind of being nervous about okay I'm nervous for them because they haven't done this in a while (laughs) and I'm nervous as a fan to like you know have be let down but I was not let down (laughs) yeah so I I have a few more things I want to talk about with this song but before we go into that I want to talk about your ranking of Good Charlotte's discography yes (laughs) so uh, Scott Waldman of Waldman Management has this words from a Waldman column on substream magazine that he runs um i did a column with him we talked about um, i think we talked about my chemical romance and you know we ended up posting that like right when by cam got back together very timely Mm -hmm. (laughs) and for one edition of this column summer 2019 in july kate you and emily burke ranked good charlotte's discography so i'm gonna read you the ranking you guys had decided on Okay. Probably debate some of them. That's fine. <laughs> then I want to ask. I probably will too. Yeah. And then I want to ask if you still feel this way. Okay. So Kate and Emily's ranking. Number seven, cardiology. Number six, good morning revival. Number five, generation RX. Number four, youth authority. Number three, the chronicles of life and death. Number two, good Charlotte, the self-titled album. Number one, the young and the hopeless. So I have to wait. I have to preface this by saying we were doing this, Emily and I. So there yeah. were some things that we had to kind of like. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah. I want to hear what what of this ranking. What would you change? So for the two of us, we're kind of hung up on uh, Youth Authority and Generation RX. Okay. I I did want Generation RX in fourth. Oh um, really? Okay. Yeah, but I, I would have guessed about this. I would have guessed Emily was was pushing that because I know she liked that record a bit. Yeah, no, we we both. I love both records. Um, even more so than Youth Authority, I related to Generation RX. Uh, sure. Yeah. Just in general, because of you know 
whatever's going on in my life at the time. But I didn't mind either way because obviously, like, we've been talking about Youth Authority was, like, this resurgence of Good Charlotte, and it was exciting. So regardless, I was happy with it. Generation RX, I was, like, really into the songs and how dark it got, even Mm -hmm. though that was, like, a little different for them still. and kind of went back to some of the Good Morning Revival stuff. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, Young and Hopeless, I'm for sure, number one, for sure, for sure, for sure. And I I think, like, most Good Charlotte fans probably would say Young and the Hopeless is their favorite, but I'm excited to, like, continue doing this podcast and see if people have other, like, number one kind of favorites. Yeah, and I I think uh, one and two were kind of a toss-up, too. Um, Okay. I... I probably, I can't remember for sure, because at the time, you know, you're thinking about it, you're going right, song by song, yeah. you're listening. It's a lot harder to do than you think it is. Um, yeah. But looking back at it now, like, just based off me, like, listening to Morgan Charlotte over the, even since we've done this, I probably would flop uh, two and three. I'd put Life uh, Chronicles second okay. and the self-titled third. See, so Scott, when Scott had me on his podcast, Waldman's Words, uh, last winter, he like his first question to me was he had me rank good charlotte's discography like worst mm-hmm. to best and i think i also had cardiology at uh, number 7 mm-hmm. but i don't remember the entire ranking but i know i had youth authority as number 2 and okay. the hopeless as number 1 um but if we are going to talk about your list kate and you know this isn't a good morning revival episode but I just want to say I don't appreciate the Good Morning Revival slander. But I, know, I, I get I it because a lot of people don't appreciate that record. <laughs> I knew I was going to get stuff for that. I actually was thinking, I was like, God, I hope they never read this because <laughs> I don't want people to think that, like, I hated that record. But right. it definitely was not my favorite by any means. <laughs> right. No, and it, it's it's a very different thing from that for them. And, and I yeah. – I get it, even though I, I very strongly do not agree and do not stand for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say, like, when you hear, like, the keep my hands off, keep your hands off my girl, um, you can kind of even put that in the same realm as I just want to live, like, them being kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek and yep. being, doing kind of more, like, I guess, uh, like, dancey type song. Da- Yeah, just, like, upbeat, dancey stuff, not so much pop rock or whatever you want to kind of consider them so yeah. I, appreci- I appreciate that album for the the experimental end of things um i just i just wasn't so much a fan of i'll put it this way usually all the other records i was able to listen through like not skip songs loved everything mm-hmm. good morning revival i was not doing Ooh, that okay okay yeah okay <laughs> See, I, I have arguments, and probably this will end up being a bonus episode at one point, <laughs> but I have long thought that Good and Morning Revival could be, like, a novel or feature film or musical, because I have this whole story of it. Hmm. I'd be interested to hear that, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, no, again, that... I, I can actually see that, because it's, there are definitely more theatrical, like, yeah. vibes on the record. So, yeah, I can exactly. see that. Exactly. So let's go back to the outfield. So I want to talk about some commentary about the song and uh, the record. So per their website at the time, uh, so I actually had to go on Wikipedia, which, you know, had cited from like archive.org because it's not on their website now, but per their website at the time this album was released, 
Bentry was actually pretty hesitant to include this song on the album because it included lyrics about his and Joel's upbringing. Mm. Uh, Quote from the website, Benji admits the deeply personal nature of the song, which features lyrics about his and Joel's tough upbringing, a recurring subject in the band's music, specifically their early days, left him hesitant about its spot on the album. And then he says, the bravest thing you can do is be vulnerable. When a song makes my face red, when I'm listening to it in front of someone, he says, I was actually kind of embarrassed to put that song on the record, but that's when I knew we had to, when it's that real. Yeah. I can feel that as a musician, for yeah. sure. What was interesting to me about, you know, reading this this little trivia tidbit was that, you know, they have so much on, on their records talked about their upbringing and how it's affected them. Mm-hmm. And I think I was, I, I think at first when I read this, I was like, well, what, why all of a sudden are they so hesitant right about it but you know i i do know that also coming back after hiatus they wanted to do something something that was high energy something that was fun uh because i i don't think they would have put something like generation rx as their like comeback album no i don't think so either i they weren't even planning on doing that record in general they it just kind of came out yeah (laughs) like they were writing and it worked and they didn't have a plan, which was the coolest thing about it. I think yeah. for their first record after a hiatus, they definitely needed to have a plan and they did a good job. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I think this was, I mean, it was such a great comeback record and such a, this was such a great song, but you know, mm. something, and I don't know if you know this, but I, I've seen, if you read on, you know, trivia about this album, it, it'll say that like there were two songs on the album that they only put because they felt they had to. So do you have any idea which songs they were talking about? Because I don't. I don't. I never, I didn't even hear that. Um, Yeah. I would, if I had to take a guess, (laughs) uh, well, obviously there's the interlude. um, The Stick to Your Guns interlude. I mean, a lot of bands throw in interludes because they want to just like experiment and just kind of extend things and whatever. Yeah. Um, who knows why they did the interlude. I don't think they would count that as like a filler a song, or anything. No. Yeah. I think um, Sam Warren has a stick to your guns tattoo from that. Oh, really? I believe I, Isn't there so, a band yeah. called stick to your guns too? Yes. But, but Sam Warren, if I'm remembering this correctly and Sam, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I believe got like a tattoo for that. Like stick hmm. to your guns. Good Charlie. I believe it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Cars Full of People. That that was kind of my guess. Like, if I could yeah. guess, it would be, like, Cars Full of People would be one. But also, like, you know, uh, one of my college friends, I remember talking to him when this record came out, and he was like, oh, Cars Full of People is, like, my favorite song on the record. Yeah, I mean, people have all types of different opinions. That's why yeah. doing that ranking was so hard, because yeah. literally, it's like picking, you know, your, le- like, choosing a least favorite kid. Like, you, it's, it's so yes. hard. <laughs> Because <laughs> you love them all, and honestly, anything Good Charlotte puts out, I I enjoy. Like I pick yeah. Good Charlotte over a lot of like new stuff that's out to the oh, point yeah. where like I still listen to old records before even wanting to hear a new record from a new band. So yeah, in that way, it's totally difficult. So it's cool to see everybody's different opinions on like what yeah. songs they liked and disliked. 
people no. probably have issues with 40 ounce dream too because they're like yes. it's definitely more like a little weird for the album cons- you know compared to everything else on it yeah um but I, but it's it's about it good. nostalgia, you know. Yeah. Forty Stream is about nostalgia, which I feel like mm-hmm. this is a very, I mean, it's a very nostalgic album, for sure. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So one other uh, press piece that I wanted to note: so the heart of the music did like a song feature about just about the outfield, um, and they called it a comfortable hug from the good Charlotte we all know and love. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. It's uh, so accurate. No, it it really is because that again, that's what we've been saying for the past, you know, half hour. Mm-hmm. Just is that this song captures like what was special about that that about the band mm-hmm. at that time, and and still is. Right. I completely agree. It's it's. It's everything that you could have wanted from Good Charlotte, again, from, you know, coming up from a hiatus. Yeah. Um, just as an album, but more so just the song in general. Um, they just didn't disappoint. And obviously, everybody expects bands to just kind of constantly put out, you know, their best record a million times when they put out new right. records. And that's not how it goes, you know. It was nice right. to see the maturity and in the songs and like the the content but overall it was a good charlotte record that you know we all totally fell in love with so oh yeah no absolutely and i feel like having been a fan for so long and having been like so eagerly awaiting a return i was all the more excited i think same and and, like all the more appreciated this me too so there was no music video for this song but as I was thinking about, you know, this podcast that we were recording, I was like, God damn it. This could have made such a cool video. Like yeah. they could have shown flashbacks to when they were younger or they could have had, you know, little kids playing like kid versions of themselves <laughs> I know. and then compare it to so now. Uh, would have been so cool. And, and I, I feel like I'm going to, you know, cause obviously I, I talk about the music videos when there's a music video for the song we're discussing, but I, I feel like I'm going to end up with this whole like pitch deck that I'm going to just like email over to them at some point. Like, listen, yeah, these songs sure. never had videos, but you you should make music videos for these I'm songs. Sure, I'm sure there's like a hardcore GC fan out there that is good at editing that sh- yeah. should have already done this. If I, I knew I probably would have, if I, you know, they've put out tons of, pictures and oh yeah you know there's stuff definitely floating around that you could put together which i would love to see because oh yeah like i said this this song definitely encompasses all that yeah even even if it was like a slideshow type yeah thing. yeah anything i know i'll have to uh put the call out on social media or something <laughs> yeah, to see sure. it has. there mm-hmm. is and i'll uh i'll tell you more about this after we uh finish officially recording but we do have an episode where we are going to talk about a very cool fan-made music video for a different song. Cool. Yeah. Excited. So, yeah, I, I, I did find a few bedroom covers of this song on YouTube, but honestly, nothing really notable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have played it live several times, and this is such a fun song live. I mean, you saw them, you know, we both saw them on the Youth Authority tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I cry when I hear the song. Sometimes. Same. I, there, there's there's like a handful of songs that that they play that I like. know I'm gonna cry every time. So and this is one I, of them. 
not that this is on this record that we're talking about, but self-help, I cry every time. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. So I, I know that this is not like an old song, really, but how has the outfield held up for you over time, over, you know, the three, four years since it's been released? Yeah, I mean, I still put it on. I still, like I just said, find myself getting like a little emotional listening to it. And I mean, again, like we were saying, there's so many things that happen in life and, you know, just different changes that you go through as you get older or just experience new things and other people come in your life. And like for me recently, you know, I just got married. My life yeah. is changing. We're starting a Congrats new chapter. again. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, it's like this song can totally kind of stand the test of time, no matter what point in your life you're in. So it's yeah. still, it's still very much important to me. For sure. So I just have a couple questions that I like to ask everyone to wrap things up. Okay. Yeah. So what has Good Charlotte meant to you over the years and how has that changed or has that changed? Definitely hasn't changed. Um, if anything, it's changed in a good way, more positive yeah. way where it's, they've meant even more. Um, mm-hmm. Cause because of like, you know, I think at one point Benji said they didn't know if they were going to make another record and they still yeah. did because they still have that like passion and that fire to, to want to do good Charlotte, which is cool coming yeah. from a band who's 24, you know, been together 24 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, as far as that goes, that's definitely not changed. Um, over the years, they've like, it's changed for me. I mean, obviously when you're a kid and you're, you're trying to learn how to play music, they, they mean a lot to you because it's what you relate to and you're angry yeah. and you're, you know, whatever. And then, you know, they taught me how to play guitar basically. <laughs> so, so- Wait, so I have to ask, what was the first Good Charlotte song you learned to play on the guitar? Oh, God. Um, probably Seasons. Okay, I think I think Seasons was probably mine, too, because I had an acoustic guitar before I ever had an electric. Same. <laughs> so Seasons was, you know, and I... That was how I learned to do, like, hammer-ons and, and pull-offs, mm-hmm. and I, I could do a you know, decent 13 year old bedroom version of seasons. And I was, yeah, exactly. So that was definitely, it was an easy one too. Yeah. Um, Pretty sure motivation, motivation too, was probably Mm -hmm. another one that I I learned, but, um, but yeah, so from being a young kid feeling connected to them in that way. And then as a musician, them just not only as a band, just seeing the longevity of their careers and how they respect each other in a band, not only because obviously Benji and Joel are brothers, but they, they all are just so, yeah. Close still. I mean, they were talking about that in the live stream today, what that, you know, we're so lucky that like we're all just such good friends. Yeah, and it's so important, especially being in a band. You have to kind of find that like ride or die yep. group of people. I mean, luckily again, Tom and I are <laughs> married. <stuff. laughs> um, but he, like, you know, we 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 want that in a band as well. So they're inspirational to us every day for that reason and just Love as that. people. I mean, they you can just tell they're genuine people that are good dudes. And that's hard to come by these days, especially in the music industry and Mm -hmm. just the entertainment industry in general. So they're constantly like inspiration for me as far as just how to treat people and how to be around your fans and your music and what, you know, you would want as a fan of them. Yeah. We try to do for our, you know, fans of our music all over the place. So we, they definitely have influenced me in tons of ways. I love that. So, Kate, do you have any last words about the outfield, about Good Charlotte, or about uh, yourself and 18th and Addison? 
Uh, well, if you haven't already given the outfield a shot, definitely listen to yes. it because I think we've given plenty of reasons why it's amazing. Yeah. Um, good Charlotte. I mean, what else can I really say? They, they've changed my life for sure. <laughs> and it's so nice to talk to you and another, oh my gosh. you know, hardcore yeah. fan. Um, without feeling silly, I know some people like to make you feel that way, but I've never oh, felt silly no, talking. No about one is him. gonna feel silly in comparison to me. <laughs> no way, it, and I, I don't care. There, there's a reason why they're still around. There's a reason exactly. why their fans connect with each other. And and as far as 18th and Addison goes, obviously, if if you're not familiar with our band, you can find us on all social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, 18th and Addison dot com. We are actually doing a, a live stream ourselves um, coming up just because of everything happening. I know this won't – hopefully by the time this comes out, this is all yeah. over. But um, we definitely like to do stuff like that all the time, and we'll be touring soon. So Yay. Uh, check I it love out. It. Kate, thank you so much. Uh, thank Kate, you. Where can people find you and the band on the internet? Um, so like I said, uh, 18thandaddison.com is like our main website. I'm on Instagram. It's 18th Addison. Uh, Twitter is the same thing, 18th Addison. And Facebook, you just type in 18th and Addison with the and symbol and you can find everything. Awesome. Kate, thank you so much for talking about my favorite Good Charlotte <laughs> song with me. Oh, Listeners, no problem. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you just heard us talk about the outfield. Next week, we're going to talk about a song from Generation RX. I'm Molly. I'm your host. You can follow Generation GC at Generation GC Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow me at M Huddleson at M H U D E L S O N. And if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the show, leave reviews, comments, and tell all your friends to listen. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Talk to you next time.